It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's grades time here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. We've looked at the film. How did the Steelers actually do against the Panthers? We have a lot of three-stars and two-star guys, but we also got to talk about one of those key players, Alex Highsmith, he was phenomenal in this game. And it just posed the question, what should the Steelers do with him at the end of the season? Should they work to get an extension with him and pay him a lot of money to pair him up with TJ for the long term? Or should they explore other options? Omar Khan questions. We'll talk about that with Alan Saunders of SteelersNow.com. He's joining the show today. And then we'll give all of our stars and skull grades. I'm Chris Carter of the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers. Your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Big your daily dose of all things the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you could find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. If you're watching this video on YouTube, hit the like button on the video if you enjoyed. Hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel to get all of our daily Monday through Friday episodes, as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% Free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On. That's L O C K E D O N, Locked On, all caps, all one word in the game store. As I said before, we're joined by Alan Saunders, trying to return to the show after he is returned from Carolina as he was live there for the Steelers' win over the Panthers. Alan, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be back. It's colder here. It happens. is colder here. Uh, there was actually a really like late. Uh, late Saturday night snow right before the game, and it was a little annoying uh, because I had I had to drive around a bit, and uh, it was icy because the salt trucks went out. And I was like, "What's going on, guys?" Uh, but they got it handled. But anyways, let's talk about the Steelers real quick, and, and I want to lead with talking about Alex Highsmith because in this game he gets a sack, and there's been a lot of talk this year about him being the Robin to TJ's Batman, and him he can't do anything. TJ Watts not in the game, you know, and he still has double digit sacks. He's still leading the team. He had a really good game, not just in getting a sack, but also was really important. I I thought in the run defense and he continues to look like a reliable guy. Alan, do you think that it's just the inside the Steelers locker room who's seeing Alex Highsmith for the value that he is? Or do you think the words getting out that, Hey, this guy is, isn't just a role player. He's a really good edge rusher. 
I think it's starting to get around. Um, I think it was, I, we're starting to see a little bit more respect for him. I think when, when I saw that game against Carolina, there was a lot more TJ Watt one-on-one than there has been. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's partially, I think, is just a reflection that TJ has just not been as dominant since he's come back from his injury. But also, it's I think, some respect for Alex Highsmith. And the other thing I think is, is, a, is a key is he's always been a very proficient technical pass rusher when he came out of – Charlotte, he was already like way advanced for a young guy in terms of his move repertoire and his skill set and and like the sort of innate things like timing of what to do when and how to set a guy up for another move later. And, yeah. But he's he was not that good as a rookie, especially like against the run. Like he wasn't that yeah. stout point of attack. He got moved off the ball. And now like I think we're really I think that to me is what's what's really flashing is that he's still really good in the pass rush game, but we're seeing a complete player at that outside linebacker's position. He forced a fumble on the other side of the opposite C yeah. gap yesterday. Yeah. The other side of the opposite C gap. Mm-hmm. Like that's very far away from where he lines up. That is that is like when you think about dominant Pittsburgh Steelers outside linebacker play over the years, those are the kind of things that come to mind and that's what we're seeing from Alex Highsmith right now no I agree he's, he's doing a lot of those things and some of those things are effort but then some of those things are effort combined with the skills that he's been able to put together because one thing I thought Alex Highsmith was always a high effort guy like he wasn't he wouldn't win but he you'd see that he was fighting and he was doing everything he could to win in his spot now you're seeing the technical stuff is there. He's stronger. He's a little bit. He's a little bit quicker, and he's polished some of his moves. Like that spin move that he does to the inside gap. He's had that since Charlotte when he was in college. But you know it wasn't as quick. It was a. It took a couple more steps to get there, and it would win occasionally. But now he whips it out every week, and he usually gets somebody with it. Whereas it used to be like once every three games he might get it might work and get a pressure. Now it's like like every week. When he plays with somebody, and that was Ike Mkwanu. So now, when he hesitates, you don't know which way he's going. Like- exactly, it's because it, it, he combinates off of that move. So now you can't sit on that inside spin because, like, a really good tackle is just like, hey, that's his one move. I'm gonna sit inside. He can do whatever he wants outside because I know he's not actually going there. But when now he's forcing people to guess, and I think that's so important. But now the question becomes because next year is his last year of his rookie deal. How do the Steelers handle that? Because Omar Khan, you know, they're they're building a new team around a rookie quarterback with Kenny Pickett, and you could probably spend to keep Alex Highsmith. He, but he's go, probably going to cost you a pretty penny. He's a double-digit sack guy in his third year in the NFL, which means next year, especially if him and TJ Water both healthy at the same time, they might both be double-digit sack guys, and who knows what will happen to his value then. But if you get to that point, if you're Omar Khan, do you look to do anything fancy here, or do you try to you know what? Let's lock this in. Let's just let's get let's let's keep him on the team long term and make sure that these two could just be the best edge rushers in football for maybe the next four or five years. You know, I think it's pretty interesting because Steelers were just in this position with Bud Dupree, right? I mean, Bud yep. was coming on, and everybody kind of agreed. It was like, okay, well, look, they can't. They got to pay TJ. They're not gonna be able to pay him both. You just let Bud go, and you try to get the next guy. I think the thing that's different is like if you signed Alex Heisman to a long-term contract now, you would now expect that contract to outlive TJ Watts period of dominance, right? Yeah. Like if we yeah. sign Highsmith to a seven year extension. Okay. TJ is probably not going to be the best edge rusher in the league anymore. Seven years from now, 
right? Right. So like now you you have to decide is this the next guy you want to hit your wagon to or do you want to go back run the cycle over again and and try again? I think it's a very difficult question and it's, you know, they can afford to do it in in the, you know, like they have the cap space, it, it exists, but they also have a ton of needs and and yeah. um, a ton of people that need taken care of. Got, you know, Cam Sutton's a free agent, Terrell Edmonds is a free agent. Um, I don't know what they're doing at inside linebacker. Larry Ogunjobi's a free agent. Like this $108 million defense could be a $158 million defense real fast if your answer is just pay everybody. And I don't know how sustainable that is. So I think it's a really difficult decision. I think it comes down to whether they think he can continue to grow. Like, is he, uh, you know, Bud Dupree where this is kind of his ceiling or does he have more to give where he can really be one of those? And look, it's not that far to go. That he's he's seventh in the league in sacks right now. Wow. Okay? Like, so I mean, there are only he has eleven sacks. Um, I think there's only been like eight Steelers players that have ever had more than that, or something like that. Like he's he's right there. Uh, but if he could become that sort of four, uh, thirteen sack guy, fourteen sack guy then I think he's probably worth it. I think you kind of have to keep those guys around. I feel like that too. I just, I, yeah, but like you said, you know, you're, you're questioning where do you pay your players? Cause you're right. They do got to shore up other things. Now here's the thing next year, the Steelers are still tied with tied up with some money and stuff. Uh, they have about, they're projected to have about 19.3 uh, cap space before they do any cuts and re-signings and things like that. But in 2024, when you expect this money to hit the books, that's when they would have all over a hundred million dollars and they would be able to do a lot of things with probably there. And you're also probably being able to spend because you're still not paying a, you know, hundred million dollar quarterback or however much, you know, quarterbacks have, have grown to be worth because Aaron Rodgers makes that in two years now, whereas that used to be, you know, the full length of a contract. Uh, but I, I, I look at Alex Highsmith and I say like, man, like I agree with you. Like, he, he, he fits the team mode. He's a team guy. There's no bad whispers about him. He's continued to grow. He's young. You can lock him in. With he's kind of too friendly for his position. He's the <laughs> nicest outside linebacker I've ever encountered. I mean, you are right. And that's really weird because TJ Watt, TJ Watt is very nice to fans, but he is not nice on the field. He bullies people. He picks on people. And he talks a lot of trash. Like He's just a grumpy guy. He's not just like he's not gregarious, right? He's right. not like you know. Alex is soft spoken and friendly, and you know he, he's very approachable. Kind of, you know, but they're, they're not you the know, Joey right? Porters. They're not the James Harrisons. Greg Lloyd. Uh, Greg, uh, there's you know, a lot right? of outside edge rushers that have been that kind of guy, and Alex Highsmith doesn't fit that profile. Here's my last question for you, on Alex. What do you explore? the possibility of trading him and what do you think is the return if they decide because like let's say like list like like you said you know what guys we still gotta do more with the offensive line we got to do more corner linebacker we got we want to you know get more studs on the defensive line what if we use this to get a pick is that something you think they could do would do and what is the return if they did well they could do it and i think the return would be pretty good i mean i think they could get a first round draft pick, probably like really? maybe not a high one, but I, I think they could get a late first round draft pick for him. Um, it's only what you know, they would have to let the team negotiate an extension, 
right? right? So, and that's not something that the Steelers have really done very much. Um, but you know, new GM and Omar Khan, and and it's a strange new world. So let's kind of throw out the book about what the Steelers' tendencies are, and and let him tell us what they are. But uh, I think. I just think they can't do it right now because they're not in a position to replace him. I mean, that might be the position on the team where I have the worst depth. They That's have no point. one um, to, to go step into that role. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think if you're if you're not going to extend Alex Highsmith, I think the Bud Dupree situation is the model. You talked about how there's cap space in 2024. That season's not the issue. If you run out of time and you can't figure out what to do, slap the franchise tag on him, kick the can down the road and figure it out later. I think that's probably the next best option to signing him to a long-term contract. I think a trade to me is really far-fetched just because I don't know who they'd play there. You're entirely right. They haven't found, they haven't found it. They don't have depth there. It's probably a place that another place that they need to address. So instead of opening up that, that, that problem, why not just keep them around and a franchise tag? They did that with Bud Dupree for a bit. So it wouldn't be unprecedented. I want to talk to you about our grades because we got stars and skulls and Alex Highsmith is going to be going to be listed there. Will he get three stars, two stars, one star? He was really good. We'll talk about it in, in just a minute here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. But first, we have to talk to you guys about Ultimate GM. Now, what is Ultimate GM? Ultimate GM is the is a new game that you can play on your phone. And it is a lot of fun. If you've ever dreamed about becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise, this is your chance because it gives you the chance to be the GM, manage every strategic option for your team throughout the entire season. You hire your coaches, you hire your coordinators, you trade players, you make draft picks, you 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 extend contracts, you cut players, you hunt, you punish players if they do wrong in the public. It has all these different options and navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft, and the ups and downs of the season is a lot of fun. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline. You can play on the go as much as you want and when you want to. I've been playing this game and the seasons do fly by fast. If you're, if you're a person that you're like, well, Chris is going to take up a lot of my time, literally just started playing the game Sunday. I'm in season four and we're back-to-back champions already. We start, You start off with the first overall pick and you grow from there. That's what you get got to do when you're on Ultimate Football GM. Can you do better than me? Maybe, maybe you can. Go find out by going to get the Ultimate Football GM game. And Locked On Steelers listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise by using the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all capital letters, all one word, in there in the game store. That's Locked On. Make sure that you check it out today. And to download the game, visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That's ultimate dash gm.com ultimate football gm start your dynasty today episode is also brought to you by toro toro is the world's largest largest car sharing marketplace with toro you can book any car you want wherever you want it from a community of local whole sprouts a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the u.s canada or the uk book a spacious suv or minivan for a family road trip get a classic or luxury car For a special event, birthday, or holiday, find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and you just need to get from point A to point B. Test drive that new electric vehicle you've had your eye on to see how it fits in your everyday life. Many Toro hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Ditch boring rental cars and find your drive at Toro.com. And the Locked On Steelers podcast, when we do back-to-back ad reads, we keep it rolling. So let's keep it rolling here and talk with Alan. Let's do grades. Now, 
as we always do, we, we do our grades segment. For those who are new to the show, our grades aren't A, B, C, D, E. They're stars and skulls, like the football decals that used to go on your helmets when you play, when you played growing up. Stars, good. If one star means you had a good play with like a decent day. Two stars means you had a great play with like a good day. And then three stars means you had an elite type of all pro performance or just a really, really good day that, that, that really boosts your career. In reverse, skulls. One skull means you had a bad play. Didn't really have a redeeming moment. Um, two skulls mean you had a bad game as a whole. Three skulls means you were all-time terrible. Bench, get the heck out of here. So that being said, because the Steelers won, we're going to start in reverse. Normally, we, we, we go from good to bad, bad to good. We flip it around. We're going to start with skulls today. And skulls, we only have – there's no three skulls and no two skulls. I got one skull, four guys. Cameron Sutton got called for a pass interference. Montrevious Adams thought he was the worst of the defensive linemen. He got beat up a bit. James Pierre got beat for that deep, deep pass that set up the only touchdown the Panthers scored. And Marcus Allen because he's a complete butthead. And I just, I don't have, I thought about giving him more skulls, Allen, because that was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in a game. And it almost got the Panthers back in it. They almost get, like, they scored a touchdown on that drive. We're talking completely differently about that game. The Steelers might lose, uh, you know, depending on how it, how it played out. But I just, I saw that on TV. I wasn't there in Carolina. And I was just like, how stupid can you be, Marcus Allen? You don't do, you're, you're not AB. You know, you're not leaving, you're not, you know, superstar player. You're a, a, a bad special team player. They let stay on the team. And then you do that, just not a good look. I, I think you got to have more than one skull there. I know you, your, your scale there. <laughs> Is is bad play without rep, rep, rep uh, you know, without redemption. redemption. It's one skull. But Chris, it wasn't a bad play. He cost his team three points in a TV timeout. You are in a TV timeout <laughs> while everybody was going to get popcorn and 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 go to the bathroom. Marcus Allen was like, "I'm gonna screw this up for everybody. Hold on, I got this. Don't." there's no scale there's no reasonable scale mike tomlin said after the game i didn't see what happened and everyone's like oh he's just protecting his player i was like no why would he be watching what was happening on the field during his tv timeout that should there's no reason for it he's got other things to do of course he didn't see it nobody's (laughs) caught because no one except for marcus allen in the entire history of football has ever been that stupid that's why nobody saw it and that you guys, the, the scale has to go away. It has to go. You have to, you need something other than a skull. In fact, five skulls. In fact, do that bus instead ticket. of a skull. Just get him a bus ticket. Be like, here you go, Marcus. Here's a shirt, the hat, and uh, and, and a greyhound. See you on your way to somewhere else. That's that's what he, that's the grade I would give for that game. Bus ticket. A, a bus ticket. Not even, not even skull. Just straight up get off the roster. You don't even I mean, like I mean, you hit the nail on the head. He doesn't do anything else. He's yeah. on the field for nine plays, all of them special teams. Three times this year, the Steelers have been without a starting inside linebacker, and he still hasn't taken a single snap of defense. And he's been keeping Mark Robinson from getting a helmet all year. And I Mark got played ahead of him, and I thought looked pretty good. He got like a half a dozen snaps. Like He's not setting the world on fire, but here's a kid that might actually mean something to your team someday, and you're keeping him in the press box to play bonehead Marcus Allen. Like, get rid of him. He needs to go. Bonehead Marcus Allen bus tickets. I love it. I, lo- I love it. I, yeah, but I, I do a yeah, the other grades were fine. I, I think Cam Sutton, I didn't, like, I didn't really care for that pass interference call. I, I, I thought, thought it was a bad pass interference call. I, I agree with you on that. And, but and I was I like, thought yeah. generally he was okay. 
don't know, he, he, he could just be a neutral middle, middle ground to me. Um, I, I think Steven Sims uh, and, and not fielding that punt probably uh, – he, he did have a little bit of redemption with that nice jet sweep, but you, you can't let a punt bounce at the 25-yard line. I have no idea what he was thinking or, or doing that there. Um, so I, I'd probably hand out one there. Uh, hey, but there were not a lot of skulls because in general, except for our notable exceptions, Steelers controlled the line of scrimmage, didn't turn the ball over, and didn't shoot themselves in the foot. And when you do that, you usually put yourself in an opportunity to win the football game. I agree. So let's get to the one-star guys. We're going to go these guys because that was the thing is that I, I struggled with Steven Sims because I felt that that punt return was bad. But I did feel like the the or the or lack of a punt return there was bad. But I did feel like his um, – uh, his 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 jet sweep was impressive. He hit the he hit the seam there, and he, he used the speed. If he can figure out the mental parts of the game, I do think Steven Sims could be more useful to this team. Um, so I actually I gave uh, apparently I gave Cam Sutton. I should Cam Sutton should have been off this list. I apologize, everyone. He's uh, one he's one star, and I gave him a one skull there. Uh, but I put Levi Wallace because they also didn't get go after him that much. George Pickens for his one catch. I almost gave him two stars because Deontay Johnson's. Uh, touching of the onside kick that George Pickens then went to save that could have put the gave the Panthers some life at the end and George Pickens saved the day. But I was like, ah, we'll stick with one star. We'll stick with one star because it was really just that one big catch and that play there. But still George Pickens, another solid time with a limited time performing and, you know, wasn't complaining about it. So I think good for him. Mika Fitzpatrick, I thought was, was solid again. Chris Boswell made his field goal, uh, made his kicks. Robert Spillane, Got juiced one time in the past game, but all in all, I thought contributed uh, against the run pretty well there. Uh, Alan, outside of Steven Sims, and I, and I shouldn't again, I shouldn't have put Cam Cam Sutton there. Did you agree with those one star guys and, and how they? And, and what was your thought on Robert Spillane? Because Miles Jack didn't start, and he came in and he filled in a, 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 against a team that gained over two hundred yards on the ground just last week. I thought that the Steelers really set out to say like we're gonna stop the run and we don't think sam darnold can beat us and so like you can kind of say yes roberts Blaine got smoked and he did but like so did james pierre once so did um you know a couple other guys and they did that and, and they didn't care they were like look we'll take those lumps like that was part roberts Blaine and part the scheme and and the plan the game plan for the steelers and it worked like they took some lumps and sam darnold could not consistently um beat them so i don't really put a lot of that on spillane he probably shouldn't be covering guys in space anyway so like i you know it's not really his fault that he was there he's just doing the best he can um i, I think that's a pretty solid list uh i i think i think uh i think you got a pretty good pretty good group there i'm not sure there's any other guys that i think needed to have a one star but i i think um i think you got a pretty solid list there we got two stars and three stars to hand out. And that this is, I think this is the biggest either of those lists have been this season because, like you said, they dominated both sides of the trenches there in this game. We'll get to those in just a minute here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. So don't go anywhere. But first, we got to talk to you guys about prize picks. And of course, prize picks is the best way to play daily fantasy sports it's fun it's new it's fast all you do is pick two to five players if you if you think you got to beat on their day in fantasy all price picks is going to ask you to do is say more or less than their projected stat so if you guess more or less correctly on a player 
you win money and you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. And you can play it for the NFL, college sports, NHL, NBA, anything out there. You could have played it for the World Cup when that was going on. But Prize Picks gives you so many ways to make money. So go check out Prize Picks right now by downloading the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com and you can sign up and play daily, daily fantasy sports right away you're not pay, pay, you're not competing against a million people like you do on other apps you're competing just against prize picks and you get your chance to make money and first time users can receive a 100% it's deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on that's l o c k e d o n locked on to get a 100% it's deposit match up to $100 on prize picks by downloading the prize picks app or going to prizepicks.com If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm Chris Carter. He's Alan Saunders of SteelersNow.com. Alan, let's talk about more about these grades. It's time to get to the good ones. We're going to start with two-star grades. And I think this, this is the most two-stars that I've ever handed out because we had quite a few guys who I thought, oh, man, and I, and I missed one. I meant to put Najee Harris in this list, um, and I thought, I thought I did. But Mitch Trubisky, Jalen Warren, and Najee Harris, Dan Moore Jr., Devin Bush, Deontay Johnson, Larry Ogunjobi, TJ Watt, and Terrell Edmonds. Before we get into all of the lists, I just want to say, Alan, when Terrell Edmonds trucked Ikema Kwanyu as like a pan- pancake him to go then chase down Sam Donald, I was like, who is that? I didn't, I didn't believe it was Terrell Edmonds at first. And then they showed the replay. I'm like, that was Terrell Edmonds. I just saw that live and I was like, what is, what is going on? But that was an impressive moment. And I thought he had an impressive day. I thought he had a very good game. I thought, um, all those guys were really good. I think some of them, honestly, like I, I, I think it might move Larry Ogunjobi up. Um, I, I, th- I thought he was incredible in that game. Um, I wrote after the game about both both the Charlotte guys, Larry and Alex Highsmith, really tore it up there. Um, had a pretty nice homecoming for him. Um, I, I think uh, I think I'd I think it might add to that list. Uh, where's Mason Cole? I thought he was really good. Um, you know, and, unless he's a three, I don't know. We still got that to come, but. I, I thought Don't Dan be Moore, oh, Alan Saunders. <laughs> I thought Dan Moore was really good and sealing that left side early. Um, Najee had a lot of running room there. I thought Mitch Trubisky was very solid. He's exactly the player yes. they needed him to be. Uh, this is a Deontay Johnson. If not for the two dumb things he did, probably sh- should have had a three star game. If not for the yeah. penalty and the onside kick, he had ten catches. He was and important ones too. Yeah. How many of them were, were third down conversions? five third down conversions yeah. by him and, and, and you're right i i would have given him three stars if it wasn't for the taunting penalty which he said he didn't see guy i went back and watched the play he looked right down at him and then right and then got in dude's face i'm like deontay just just admit you got it either, either he, got, he got hit so hard his eyes were crossed or yeah <laughs> yeah right 
I, I was just like Deontay. You do, and, and again, the onside kick. It, it didn't end up hurting him, but I was just like, yeah, this wasn't the three star. Like three stars. Like if he had scored a touchdown and had another crazy catch, maybe it would have wiped that out. But but still, two stars, ten of ten catches. Uh, to call all ten of his targets. I also want to say for Mitch Trubisky, and I, I I uttered this on the the on the Monday show too, but. I'm impressed by how he handled this whole this whole year because he could have checked out back when they benched him for Kenny Pickett. He'd been like, ah, they brought me in here and they benched me after like three, four bad games. Come on, man. And he he did not. He's he's hung in there and he and they, he could have you know complained more and just you know not shown up to the task when Mason Rudolph was splitting first team reps with him. And in this game, he comes out efficient manager. Uh, 75% on third downs his offense was and, and he looked like a real veteran backup quarterback that you signed to, to win you a game like this and, and that's why I gave him two stars I thought he had a he was really efficient with the football and stood tall in several tough tough important moments I think a very important key to this game is if you look at the guys that you have in the star list and then you look at the guys who had skulls last week it's all the same guys okay yep. and right and this is a Mike Tomlin specialty. You go through the course of an NFL season, a lot of times the ask week to week changes a lot. And that there are games where like something happened in that game, but it doesn't matter anymore. You just got to put it aside because it has no bearing on what you're going to do next week. So you just like ship it, forget it and move on. But when you give Mike Tomlin the type of teaching opportunity where he could look at that Ravens tape and be like, look, if we just fix a B and C that we screwed up last week, mm. we will stomp this week's opponent. You give him those. He wins them all the time. It's exactly what if I can toot my own horn. I wrote on Steelers now on Sunday morning before the game, <laughs> my prediction. All right, we're going to do a little, we're do a little, uh, you know, uh, uh, self boost here. Uh, but that's fine. The Steelers have a pretty simple formula for victory here. They need to apply the lessons learned from offense, value the football, and defense. Stop the run first from last week's game, and those lessons to pl- directly apply to the results of this week's game. That's exactly what happened. And all those guys, I think all those guys on that two-star list probably could have had a skull last week. And and, and that is exactly uh what maybe not Deontay Johnson, but all the rest of them. Like that, that's what they did. They 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 valued the football. They took care of the line of scrimmage and they won the game because of it. And it's those guys switching sides. That was the difference. And there's more guys who I felt switched sides because at the three-star level, we also had the most three stars I've ever handed out. I gave him, I gave three stars to Mason Cole, James Daniels, Chooksakor for Cam Hayward and Alex Highsmith. That's why, that's why Mason Cole wasn't there. I found, we found Mason Cole. Yeah. I think this is a good list. I don't know about Chooks. Maybe Um, he was Okay, I mean, maybe I'd, I'd, I'd have given him two stars. I didn't think he was necessarily dominant. Um, like I said, I think Larry Ogunjobi could have been up here with with Cam and Alex Highsmith. Those those guys just th- those four. If you if you add TJ in there, they were as good as they've been all year. Just absolutely dominant. It looked like that Cincinnati game for really the first time. Um, it was just incredible. And uh, and I yeah, they they're really good. That you you get good performances like that you win a lot of football games no i I agree and that's 
it's this is the identity they were hoping for on defense stuff the run you knew with the cornerback investment they weren't going to be blanket you know no fly zone type of guys but they were going to be tough they were going to be in position for most of the times and they're going to say hey if you're going to beat us you're going to have pinpoint passing and great receiver play but if but what you want to be able to do like you did in this game stuff the run get after the quarterback after you stuff the run and that objective was achieved and 21 yards rushing allowed. That's the best rushing performance I think we've seen on the Steelers defense since 2020. Um, you know, and, and I, I look at that and I'm like, man, like if they can, if they can carry that forward, like you said, Mike Tomlin, and you are right. When they lose tough games, and Arthur Motes was on this show about a month ago saying the same thing. He's like, when things is when when things get rough, Mike don't play. And he, he, he lets you know, and that's why he, he gets those responses, because then you immediately know what you're supposed to correct. And if you don't, then, it, then it's your butt. But I do think that that's what you saw in this game. The question will be, can they carry it over? Because they got some they, they got some premier running backs coming up. You got Josh Jacobs for the Raiders. You got Nick Chubb for the Browns in the final week. And of course, you got J.K. Dobbins again in two weeks. Um, it's going to be tough there, but I agree. But if you get guys like Alex Hyde-Smith, like Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, Larry Ogunjobi, if they can dominate the line of scrimmage, it brings back what I think that this team was always supposed to be this year. Yeah, and I think it's a much tougher matchup this week, right? Because you can't just let Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. No. You can't dare them to beat you like you can uh, Sam Darnold and – Terrence Marshall, I guess, is the number one receiver. Out of. Right. Uh, so, like DJ, so, DJ uh, Moore. DJ, DJ Moore is very good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it's a different, it's a different uh, ask this week, right? They're going to have to do it with a little bit less help up front. But uh, man, if they play like they did this week, they they're in good shape. It is, it is, uh, it, it always could have been a very good defense, and I think mostly. Um, another thing you wrote about this week is that the look at the time of possession in this game. Um, the, yeah. that, that you know, the Steelers, 15 minutes the Steelers dominate the time of possession, the defense looks better and better. They're really good defense, they're not that deep. They need that time of possession advantage. We saw in that Baltimore game, the longer stay that they start on the field, the worse they got. Like, the, 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 this was probably the best complimentary football the Steelers played all year. If you look at the way all three phases came together outside of stupid penalties, this should have been an easy win. Um, it really should have, this should have been a, a, a two score victory. But I think the thing is that, in, you know, that it shows, it shows growth because you know, what? I think maybe they lose this game earlier in the season because I think this was, this is very similar to me to the Patriots game where you weren't scared of that passing attack. You just wanted to stuff that run game uh, and, and make Mac Jones beat you. Uh, and uh, they didn't stuff the run game. Them, and they didn't run the ball in that game and they lost time of possession very poorly. And it was putting the Steelers defense back and back and back. And like you said, now that they're doing that, they win time of possession they, and they're able to win the game. And now they've won four of their last six they are. They're still. They're still six and eight. They're still. They still got a ways to go. And I. And I, I've. I've said after the Ravens' loss was the loss that if they had found a way to win that game, they're actually in the playoff picture. And I know that they're in a lot of the in the hunt graphics right now. But even if they won out, right, right. Even even if they won out, they would need some cataclysmic failures upon across the other play the teams that are also in the hunt and in the playoffs and i saw some of that happen i think the ravens are are, are are looking to fall right now i think the chargers are gonna kind of bump into themselves a little bit i think the jets and the patriots are but the problem is you need 
everybody to lose because they have such a bad conference record. Most uh, most of their wins are, in fact, four of their six wins are NFC South teams, and that can't help you when you're competing <laughs> in the conference record. Also shows that how the bad NFC the NFC South, South is. Title. I think they're the NFC South champions this year. There you go. They are NFC South champions because they did sweep the division. But still, the point of this year was to develop, and I do think – that they're they're finding again the identity that they wanted to find on defense. Granted, they need more pieces and more depth, but they're also finding an identity on offense. And those two things, if you can carry that forward, not lose too much ground, and actually invest, you can see a better football team that is more competitive next year. Well, I mean, I think they're. I, I this, this goes back to the argument about do you want to lose and get a better draft pick? I think we're seeing real signs of growth that matter for this team going forward here in the stretch run. Absolutely. And those signs of growth are important. I know people want the high draft picks, but this is why you don't tank so that you can develop. You don't chase away guys like Mika Fitzpatrick or TJ Water, someone who would be like, you're wasting my time that, that, that in my career by tanking right now. And you know that you guys are building forward. We'll have a lot more to talk about this week. We got more on the Wednesday episode, getting you ready for the week. And then, of course, we'll have crossover Thursday, getting you ready for the Saturday game. Remember, the Steelers play Saturday night, Christmas Eve at Acquisher Stadium. We'll all be there. Also, what does Mike Tomlin say on Tuesday today? We'll find out, and we'll talk more about that on the Wednesday edition of the Locked on Steelers podcast. Thanks again, Alan. Let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Ace Anders underscore PGH, all my brilliant and perfect predictions. And we'll Absolutely. never mention the wrong ones at SteelersNow.com. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, I mean, also, I want to point out the last time you were on the show, you predicted a Mike Tomlinism that, that happened right in oh front my. of us. That was an amazing prediction, and you it, was, it wasn't a prediction, but you just straight up said the same Tomlinism about the same point that he literally said in the press conference. So, y'all, that's why you better follow Alan Saunders and his work at SteelersNow.com. Appreciate it, man. I don't think I have another one of those in me. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pull another <laughs> Tomlinism out. We'll save those for big moments. You know. Save those for big moments. But he has a lot of big moments, so check him out at SteelersNow.com. I'm Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Check me out at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette where I cover Pitt Athletics, and, and we also do the North Shore Drive podcast. But you can find this podcast, the Locked on Steelers podcast, on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Like this video if you saw it on YouTube. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of our daily Monday through Friday episodes, as well as our bonus content like Alan Fanica, who came on the show Saturday to talk about this Steelers offense and his current causes. All that's right there on the YouTube channel and on all the different platforms. Thanks again for checking us out. Back Wednesday with more on your Pittsburgh Steelers. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? 
Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.